as there, yeah. there wasn't one, you know, like figuring that out. How, how, how are you doing this, this thing here? Um, and it's at just 15, at 15,000 feet where it's biting cold and everything right. else is going on. Yeah. It's like, what? yeah. It's, you know, the things that you take for granted, right. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't take, don't take those for granted. I was like, Ooh, we have running water. Um, <laughs> but you know, so that last piece, I think that was kind of like where everybody was like, okay, this is, you know, there was nobody trying to run up that last piece. They were, you know, one foot in front of the other, heel to toe, really taking it slow and really, you know, focusing on as a team, like how we're, how we're getting, you know, getting up here, you know? Um, and so another piece of, in, you know, for, for the inspiration piece is really, you know, my, my teammates, like, you know, many of them were cancer survivors. My partner for the last, um, mm -hmm. For the last piece, um, he had had leukemia. He had um, cancer in his jaw. He had to have part of his jaw replaced. And this started when he was a child. So he, I forget how many surgeries. Mike, forgive me if you hear this, but you know, close to 100 surgeries. I mean, he had so many Lots. surgeries. Yeah. Um, and he was the most positive person, you know, that one of the most positive people I have ever met and to be sure. paired up for him for the last climb, like there's no way he wouldn't succeed because he was like, it's just one more step, you know? And, you know, he, and you look at all the things he had been through um, and he had such a great attitude that, you know, it, it was completely contagious. You were like, you know, his positivity just, there's not for a second, I'm going to take a, you know, a step back and say, Oh, I can't do this. No. Yes. Look at all the things he's been through. I can absolutely do this. Yeah. Isn't that it's interesting how humans when put through this thing called perturbation, which is basically taking pressure and becoming something of more value. When somebody like that shows up and you go, bruh, you've been through the ringer and a half, hundred plus surgeries, to take care of those things, those, those health issues. First off, Mike, if you're listening, props to you, brother, because that's, that's amazing that you made it that far. Um, not the mountain climb, just life. And the yeah. fact that you can still hold, uh, hold such a positive attitude in the midst of everything. And, and, and in some ways I get it. It's like, well, you know, what else could possibly happen? I've, I've already faced that. Yeah, bring it bring, on, you know, kind of, kind of attitude. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing to me that until we go through stuff like that, how easy it is to run the imposter syndrome that you were describing in the first section mm -hmm. and, and say, well, I don't matter. I don't this, I don't that. It's like, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. And, and then uh, do you talk about him in the book? I do. I do. I talk about, so that, so the, the number of surgeries is correct in the book. Although I think he had another one since then, but he's, um, you know, he, he really, he really is, it was such an inspiration for me, um, as well as my tent mate. So this is one of the cool things beyond the, you know, going with 16 people, you're mm -hmm. put with someone in a tent. So you're, yeah. now, <laughs> you're now sleeping with a stranger in a tent, right? So, um, and I couldn't imagine, um, my, anybody better to have been paired with than, than Rhonda. She was, um, a breast cancer survivor. She is a breast cancer survivor and she, uh, again, like totally positive, fun, like just such an impressive person. And, you know, we, we, this was kind of new to both of us. So, you know, the first night we were like, 
um, how do we do that? How do we do this sleeping bag thing? Right. Because, you know, okay, I live in Florida, so you're going to go camping and you're happy to use a sheet because it's so hot in the tents. And mm -hmm. so we're trying to figure out how to do the, the strap around your face so that you only have your nose and your mouth out so that you can, you know, retain the heat. And yeah. we couldn't stop laughing because we're like, okay, seriously, like, how did we not practice this ahead of time? This would have been a key thing to practice <laughs> ahead of time, how you properly use a sleeping bag. Um, so there were some really funny moments. Um, I've the got, other there are, there's gotta be, yeah. there has to be a ton of good stories in that book. If you're talking about this, so that last stretch, when you finally get to the top, obviously the view has got to be amazing, but what are some of the revelations that came out of that? Stop putting limits on myself. I mean, really like that, that, that would be the, one of the biggest things is that, you know, yeah. and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something. Um, we're, we're a, a big statement in our house is can't means won't. So you yeah. don't say can't, can't means won't. It just means you, you're not, you're not going to do it. Um, but understanding that you can do these things. I, I I'll say it again. I'm just an ordinary girl. I'm a mom of six. I, you know, but you put your mind to something and you, you follow through and you, um, and you believe in yourself and that, I think that to me was, that was a really powerful moment. And then I had a really cool experience was that, um, there's actually three summits as you get to the, it, it, so the last summit is obviously the 19,341 feet. Um, but as the sun was rising, we arrived at the first sun summit. So obviously the, the view was beautiful. Absolutely. I went to take out my cell phone to take a picture and I had service. So I was able to call home. At what, at, at what, at right? what elevation was this? <laughs> it, it's like 17,000, 17,000 something, 18,000. I forget exactly. But uh, yeah, I had um, service. I was the only phone that had service. So whoever wanted it was a, took it, took my phone and called home. But I was able to call my kids and say, guess where I am? And they're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, so um, that was a really unexpected expect the unexpected, right? Yeah, unexpected, yeah, yeah. unexpected um, mm. moment that just, it's kind of like when you're running a marathon and you feel like you have nothing left and then people start cheering for you and all of a sudden it all, all sudden comes just, back. Yeah. You, you just got get it. this weird rush of energy. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was that moment. That's um, awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. Well guys, we're going to take one more 30 second break and we're going to talk about what's coming up in the future for Simone because I'm, I'm sure she's got some cool new things on the way. So we'll be back in about 30 seconds. I know there's pl plenty more that we can talk about. I, I, we may have to have you come back or something because yeah, the, the stories are awesome. Um, yeah, last section, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what's, what are your future plans? Mm -hmm. And then we'll talk about where they can find the book and social okay. and stuff. Yeah. And um, can I tell like a funny, funny story from the book? Is that okay? Because yeah. that's kind of, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we have time. Good, good, good. Okay. All right. Back in three, two. And we're back, Java Chat, sitting here with Simone Canego, talking. We were just talking about um, having cell service at seventeen thousand feet. <laughs> You're only supposed to get that in planes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, on a mountaintop. It, it was uh, a moment. It was a moment. It was it supposed was, to happen. Was a Are you <laughs> That's more than just a moment. That was a total yeah. moment. Uh, any other fun stories? Oh my gosh, we have so many fun stories. But um, if if, if you'll humor me, I'll tell you a really funny story. As long as, that as, long I, as it's humorous. Uh, yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> that I, that I 
and again, I think it's important to tell these stories because we are yeah. human, right? Like we don't yep. just have like these perfect things because perfect perfection doesn't exist. Lectures um, are boring. Stories are fun. <laughs> and you learn um, from it. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. We, um, so we were, um, my son was away at summer camp. Mm-hmm. He got, uh, this is not the funny part of the story. So don't think that I'm cruel. He got bit by a poisonous snake at summer camp. Okay. Oh, so- where did that go dark real quick? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got bit by a poisonous snake at summer camp. I was out of the country um, oh, on a lead, lead, leading a mission. My husband called me and he said, um, Noah just got bit by a poisonous snake. I have to, I, I can't tell you anymore right now. I'm getting on a plane to fly up there. Fortunately, it was just like an hour flight from Sarasota to Atlanta. And um, I'll, you know, call the camp. They'll give you more information. So, uh, you know, then they give me the rundown. So I'm not going to tell this whole story. But basically, um, he spent some time in the ICU. He had many vials of anti-venom. He he did great, you know, and and he's and and he's not scared of snakes. So that's even more impressive. Um, But we, we, yeah, so... um, I wasn't able to get to where they were. So we ended up meeting back in Florida. I, f- I flew home from the, the journey I was on. They flew home and we had to start him in physical therapy right away because, um, you know, his arm was kind of locked in place. Yep. So that next morning we get in my minivan, um, AKA the moving trash can. And he, he's having a hard time getting buckled because obviously that one arm isn't working right. And so I finally, I'm like, are you buckled? He's like, I'm buckled. So, and I'm looking back at him and I'm like, I know I cleaned this car before we went on this trip. Why is there popcorn everywhere? And I start backing up and I'm like, that's not popcorn. I'm like, no, get out of the car. And he's like, why? I'm like, get out of the car. Gets out of the car. I look, there is, it's not popcorn. It's the inside, the foam from inside the seats. Um, There was rat poop everywhere. Oh no! So a rat had climbed into <laughs> into the car through the engine block, chewed on everything, basically every seat in the car because it was a feast. I mean, you think about it. There's like in the nooks and crannies the crumbs and stuff from the oh, kids, yeah. the, the oh, cheese yeah. bits, the goldfish, um, and you know, in my mind at first I was like, oh, we'll just put some traps in there. It'll be fine. We'll clean it up, and then you know. Finally, I'm like, the, the pest control guy comes out and he's like, I think you might want to call your insurance company. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I call the insurance company and they're like, well, it still drives, right? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, well, why don't you bring it up to, um, you know, the inspection shop, whatever, and, and we'll take a look at it. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I am not driving it anywhere because it could be a rat. It could be a family of rats. And if it jumps on my head in the middle of this drive, this, you this know, drive will not end well. Yeah. So, it will not so even they, end. <laughs> no, exactly. So they were gracious enough to come and tow it. And um, <laughs> the guy takes a look at it and he's like, this, I have, he's like, I've been doing this for 20 something years. I've never seen anything like this. He's like, I have to look up the cost. And he calls me the next day and he's like, we have to total, we have to total it. <laughs> and I was like, he's like, um, I've never said that before in my life that a rat ate your seats and therefore I have to total your car. So he's like, <laughs> check, check that one off your list. And I was like, oh my God, we're so gross. Our car is so gross that, you know, the rat, like, had such a good time in there that they have to total the car. So oh my gosh. Um, that's kind of one of our um, 
stories that I just, and people are like, oh, you're telling I'm okay, you have kids, right? Like they get in the car and they eat crackers and it's hard to get in the back and whatever, like that's, that's life. It's, so it's part of life. It's, yeah. It's not unusual. So, I've, I've, yes. I've always, I've, I only have my one son and it's always been, we don't eat in the car. Um, only be, only because smart. You know, yeah. Well, <laughs> one is to keep the, keep the food off the seats too, is I'm probably not going to clean it up or <laughs> <laughs> anyways, like, I don't yeah. want to do that. So but that no oh. you're oh my gosh that's hilarious <laughs> so, you know what that reminds me of the the rap from um charlotte's web oh yeah 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 totally totally that character i'm in and i'm yeah. in deep. we're going right now <laughs> yeah and i was like we're not finding this thing like it is new. <laughs> it's, yeah it's you, it's you not may, gonna you happen keep your new residence sir we're yes <laughs> yeah we're we're out we're out and i was like so I remember like calling my husband and saying um, they had to total the minivan. He's like, only us, only, only us. us. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, probably not. But according to this guy, only us. I'm like, it's one of those, um, what's that one insurance company? We are farmers. Oh, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I just gave them a commercial. You can yeah, cut you that did. out if yeah, you want. You <laughs> I'm going to call but, it now. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that that kind of moment. So, yeah, it's. I can just see that. I can't remember his name. I can just see the actor, too. This is one of those special ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We've seen go, it all. <laughs> go big or go home, right? Go like, big you know, or go so, home. Yeah, well, yeah. This, apparently this rat is definitely going big. Yes, he, he went amazing. big. Yeah. So, so um, what are the, what are, what are, what's in your future? What are, what are you, what are you doing? Are you, are you doing <sighs> book tours? Are you, what, how, how are you doing this? Yeah. So right now um, I'm doing some virtual virtual events, virtual speaking opportunities, um, really going on a lot of podcasts. And that has actually inspired me to want to start my own. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be, um, the plan is a friend of mine and I want to start a podcast. So we've come up with the name and we're, you know, really working through the logistical parts of it. Um, so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that because again, what, one of the things I love is, you know, talking to people, learning about people really, because I think, you know, an open conversation where you share your stories, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about, you know, the other person. And, yep, um, you know, my, my, my kids laugh because it doesn't matter where I am. I'll start a conversation with somebody, whether I'm sitting at the airport bar or when I sit down on the plane, they're like, oh, here she goes again. I'm like, yes, <laughs> here I go again. And some of my best stories have come from those moments with strangers where yeah. you just strike up a conversation and you learn something really valuable. You learn something from everyone you meet, but you know, some of those conversations, I just, you know, I'm it's still in a, awe, it's you know, a matter of who's willing to actually talk. Yes. If, if somebody's willing to to just share a, a moment, it doesn't have to be a personal moment, but just willing to share a moment. Some of the stories, I, I I agree. I've I've met some cool people on planes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I, I have I have a bunch of stories too. This isn't about. Me. <laughs> um, so so, uh, people can find the book. Obviously, can they? Do you have a website? Yeah, I do. Uh, SimoneConego.com. Um, obviously, this the spelling of it is K-N-E-G-O because nobody ever, you know, the, yes, it's, yeah, it's sometimes it's tough to figure out the name. So, but the good news is I am the only Simone Canego in the world. So if you search me, you will find me. That is um, 
So yeah. that means that yeah. we can find you on Facebook, Instagram, all those places as well. Yes. Author Good. Simone Canego. And then, um, yeah, um, you can find my book on any online retailer, The Extraordinary Unordinary You. Um, and, you know, I would love to hear feedback. So, you know, if you, if any of your listeners get a copy and want to have a conversation, I'm in because it really, for me, it really is about, you know, hearing about other people's lives and, and an impact that was made or, you know, a realization that was had after, after reading something like this. So I would, I would love any outreach from any of your listeners, from you, from, from everybody. Sweet. Well, you're probably going to hear from me anyway, because I'm getting the book. Um, <clears throat> when's the audible come out? That's my question. The... So, yeah, I know I've had that question a lot. <laughs> Some of us only have time to listen to books while we're trying to work. Um, but no, I'd, I'd be happy to get a, uh, get a book and, and dig through it. I, I just got another book from one of our other guests. So I'd just tell us where to order it. Uh, what was the other question I had? Um, when the podcast comes out, please let us know so that we can help promote it. Um, Thank I'm, you. I'm sure some of my listeners would love to come over and hang out with you over there yeah. as well. Um, Thank you so much. What's what's one, just one good solid piece of advice? I, I was just checking analytics recently and I, I got a lot between the ages of 18 and 35 that listened to this, which was interesting to me. Um, but I got a lot of them that listen. What could you give them as a piece of advice, especially when it comes to being that extraordinary, unordinary person? Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I had a question the other day where someone asked me, if you could look back at your 18-year-old self, what would you tell yourself? And, you know, it, it's probably what I've been telling myself for the for forever is that, you know, really believe in yourself, that don't put these limits on yourself. Understand that, you know, if you're going along a good path, if you're kind, like all of these things, believe that you can do what you want to do. And you also have to want to do it, right? Mm. Like, so don't don't have someone else tell you what you should be doing. Um, really want what what you're going to be doing and, and understand that your family is here to help. And, um, you know, all of these things that, you know, when you look back and say, you know, where I am today, um, just don't limit yourself you know, realize that you're capable of whatever you put your mind to. That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, we want to say thank you to Simone Canego. Thanks thanks for coming and hanging out, having a cup of coffee and chilling out with me, sharing your stories. I'm very much looking forward to the book. Uh, My pleasure. And the podcast when it comes out, for sure. Uh, for those of you that are watching us on YouTube, of course, the, the links will be down in the comments. You got questions for Put it up in the comments. She's going to have the link. She'll be able to look at it there or go find her on her website, SimoneConego.com. <clears throat> if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. If you're not, hit the bell because that tells you when we get another awesome guest like this popping by. If you're listening to us on any of the now 13 platforms, make sure you um, <clears throat> download or subscribe on those. If you're listening to us on anchor.fm, that's our home plate. We happy if you give us some support. Every little bit helps, you know. We always end these the same. We always want to thank you and tell you we love you. And we, we really appreciate you making the time and taking the time to listen to these podcasts. Hopefully you're getting some kind of value out of, out of it. <clears throat> these allergies are killing me. <laughs> um, so for Simone Canego and for myself, Coffee with Mike, stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live. Ciao for now.
For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. She didn't see a library until she was in 10th grade. And that to me is like, you know, when we when we think about, you know, our lives now and think about the access that we have to everything, right? Um, and not everybody, but I mean, I, I think like on a, you know, when we're talking about a library, um, being able to walk to a library and, and pick up a book, not until 10th grade. And so she, um, but she knew she wanted to be educated. So she started working for another family and watching their kids, saving her money. And she applied to college and she got into the University of Pittsburgh. And wow. while nice. she was, yes. And while she was in college, uh, and probably even before she started college, her goal was really to become a physician. And she worked three jobs while she was in college and she applied to medical school also at the University of Pittsburgh. And she was one of five women in her class. This was the late 1950s. And she, you know, worked all through medical school. All five women in her class graduated. Nice. And That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And she you know, practiced until just a few years ago. She's uh, 81 years old now. And she, wow. yeah, she, she was really, you know, when you talk about, you know, breaking glass ceilings or really not letting anything stand in your way, you know, that, that was her, like she, yeah. you know, trust me, did she have her struggles? hundred percent. We all do, you know, like, um, but what she looked at in front of her was, you know, all of these opportunities. And so she first started in radiology. And when she got pregnant with my sister, they didn't, there was no yeah. like yeah. studies on that like, was a, no, no, that know, was out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she, she went back and she was a pediatrician until I think I was, I was under 10. And then she went back into radiology. Logical and, shift. Yes. Yes. I have the kids. I can practice on them at home. Why not? Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, Come here, yeah. I see that thing leaking out of your nose. Come here. Let me see that. I want to see. Yeah. What's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, she was able to, and even when we were little, she would sew our clothes. She cooked dinner every night. Um, she, you know, the woman never stopped working, you know, but it's what she loves. Right. And, she loved us. She loved her family yeah, and sure. she loved her, she loved her job. And so for her, it was so important to, you know, kind of do it all. And I, I want to say I struggled with myself for a while because I didn't have those struggles. Right. I didn't, I grow, I grew up with parents who had very high expectations. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, was what, what I was doing, was that like a value? Because mm -hmm. I didn't have to go through the, the steps that they had to go through to get to where they were. It's interesting how we do that to ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Like we, no matter what we have in front of us, we, we tend to have this negative self-talk that makes us feel like we're not enough or, you know, this wasn't good enough or that wasn't good enough. And, right. Right. you know, really important. And looking back in that, 
we are all enough. We are all more than enough and kind of really reminding ourselves of that. And so my mom, I would say she was definitely the biggest inspiration. I mean, even now, like if the kids need something like that, you know, even a button, okay, I can sew a button. Like they might not believe me, but I can sew a button. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they'll call her some, I do have some domestic skills beyond telling stories. I, I, can, I can do this. Yeah. They're like, um, I'm going to call grandma because this, you know, I got a, I got a hole in my PJ pants and I'm like, good idea. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it lay where it lays. It's okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> funny thing. Um, my mom was that for me and my son um, when she was alive anytime something needed sewing or something like that go get the go get the sewing kit and of course she would tell me to do it even though she was sewing his clothes and she's like go get the sewing kit i'm like really yeah have him go get it yeah but it's it's nice to hear that that's one and and this comes from a lot of my guests by the way a lot of them say it was my dad or my mom yeah because they gave so much and in some cases, it was, it was out of a sense, uh, not just love, not just duty, but more love. They they knew they had the responsibility to go with it, but above and beyond the responsibility was, you know what? I I love the fact that I have this being in my life. I'm going to do whatever I can to advance them, so that maybe they don't have to do what I had to do. Right. Three jobs. Yeah. I I know this experience because I lived in Hawaii. I had three jobs at one time. Yeah it is what it is you know but that's that's huge when you can step into their shoes and know that you have the same why yeah absolutely i mean and and really looking at them and seeing you know i'm the person i am today obviously it started with them there's been many things along my journey that have you know, brought me to this moment in time, but they started it all and they, and they did believe in me. They were, you know, always the ones who were saying, yeah, yeah, you can do that. You should do that. Um, you know, at a different level that I do now with my kids, whereas, you know, I, I still think that, you know, the societal, what they considered societal norms back then, you know, I wanted to be an actress, you know, they, and they were like, no, no. <laughs> and maybe that brilliance really helped me. Um, but, you know, at the time I was not so happy about it. Uh, are, but, are we ever when it's our parents? Until <laughs> so much later in life when we go, actually, that was probably a good idea. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you for, for pushing me in that direction. Yeah, right. That wouldn't have been too brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know. You for, never know. For, you could have been on Dynasty. We are yeah. of that generation. You know? Yes. Yes. I think, I think I know, but yeah, you're right. You never know, um, you know, and, and I wouldn't be at the place I am today. Right. So that, that's the whole thing. And that, and that I think that's really important for us to look at our journeys in that way. And that everything that we go through, the struggles, the ups, the downs, the things that are really complicated, it kind of puts us in the moment. It's really tough. But as you kind of look back down, you know, the analogy of looking back down from the top of the mountain, um, you see all the pieces that got you to where you are today and how important those were to, to building the human that you are. Um, Let's go back to that, the mountain. Yeah. Because, first off, I can't remember how tall it is. How many, how, how, how high is Kalimanjaro? 19,341 feet. 
Okay. And, <laughs> and you guys and you guys traverse the whole way up all the way to the summit? Yeah. So it's actually it's a really interesting journey because you you start outside of the national park. So yeah. in <clears throat> So it was five days up, two days down for us. But you're, um, if you look at what they say, the mileage wait, wait, was. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said five days up and two days down. Oh, Somebody yeah. was in a hurry to get off that hill. Yeah, you're like, come out. No, yeah. No breaks. Yeah. yeah. Well, you kind of, the first part, you kind of like rock ski down. Like you just kind of slide. I, yeah. 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 It's, that's, <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It was just funny. I was just five yeah. days up, two days down. Holy crap. I know. I know. Well, you, you just want to get out of that, that elevation. You're like, okay, done. Yeah. I need that, to breathe. Yeah. Need... That's, that's half of it right there is the, the thinner. Mm -hmm. So being up there, obviously you said five, five up, two down, but on the five up, there's, a, I'm sure there's a ton of lessons that were learned. Obviously you already mentioned having to learn 16 new people, new personalities, new things, new ways of thinking. I'm sure there were a bunch of epiphanies on the way up the hill with all of them, including yourself going, did we really do this? Um, but beyond, that, <laughs> but, but beyond that, what were some of the what were some of the stories that you can remember that were worthwhile as far as saying, yeah, this was a good idea. I, I want to say every moment. I mean, I really think that. <laughs> okay, you know, we've I only mean, got about fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to tell you about every moment. But no, I really think that you know. Um, one our our guy our our leader our team mm -hmm. leader um you know he used to say you need you need to save your pennies like don't waste your pennies you only have certain amount in a <clears throat> in, the, in your jar and so as you're climbing up if you're messing around if you're jumping on that boulder over there and not you know and we have we had you know again i was 42 when i did this and there were definitely people in their twenties that could jump on every boulder out there. I was just happy to stay on the trail and one foot in front of the other. Um, but, you know, really looking at, you know, that this is a really hard, this is hard, you know, and that if you're wasting your energy, um, it's, you, it's very hard at elevation to get it back because you can't, <laughs> you can't make up oxygen that's not there. Nope. So so like that, you know, and, and I think that kind of looks at, you know, you know, you're, I kind of looked at that as a, a story in my life as well. Like, you know, about don't waste your pennies and not in a financial sense, but no, no, no. Don't, don't waste your time thinking about what anybody else is doing. Don't waste your time um, trying to be something that you're not really focus on who you are. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I really took that kind of lesson, you know, with me moving forward beyond just, you know, not wasting my energy as I climbed up this mountain. Um, <clears throat> and I think that was a really powerful thing that I, that I do think about. Um, when does, there, when, at what elevation did that become really apparent for the 20 somethings? Cause I'm, I'm sure at a, at a certain point they started going, uh Oh, <laughs> yeah. So we, <clears throat> once we got to the last stop before the summit, so you spend a night at 15,000 feet and then you go from 15 to 19 um yeah in that, in I, that. I, don't, I don't know if i could do that <laughs> yes you could i believe ah. in you. You it. um and so that last <clears throat> night i mean you're at fifteen thousand feet that that's like that's higher than any of the places i've been before before mm -hmm. this so mm -hmm. um really just conserving your breath and you don't sleep well obviously like it's it's hard to to get 
you know, comfortable. It's hard enough to go to the bathroom. That was, people said to me, what was the most challenging thing for you? And I was like, the restroom, yeah, because yeah. once they answer to, right. Uh, you know, I was, why not? Right. Like, so I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I had a friend, actually a good friend of my husband's who had climbed it the year before. Okay. He called my husband and asked him, are you interested in doing this? And um, my husband basically said, one, two, three, no, call Simone. He doesn't agree with that story. Again, this is why I didn't let him. <laughs> um, but for, for, for uh, well, brevity purposes, we're going to keep this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for, they called me and I said, absolutely. I would love to do this. Um, we are, we climbed with an organization called the live strong foundation. Nice. So mixing a challenge with ph philanthropy to me, there's nothing better. So, yeah, you know, we yeah. are raising money for the live strong foundation and, you know, I, was it a bucket list item to start with? No, I had, have I, have I climbed anything before? No. Um, have I gone camping? Yeah, a few times. <laughs> so why I'm, not? So I'm sure this camping was a little different. <laughs> quite a bit different. Um, and and there's no portable heaters, that's for sure. Oh, um, <laughs> But it was truly a life-changing experience for me, as is everything that I do on a regular basis. You know, like the interactions I have with people, like those are life-changing, right? Like the yeah. conversations that yeah. those things, you know, kind of change my mindset on so sure. many things. And so yeah. I traveled yeah. with 16 perfect strangers um, and, you know, talk about figuring out a person, you know, by going on a first date, like you're going on a first date, you know, climbing a mountain. It's really, really an interesting piece. Obviously it wasn't a first date, but you know, like you're <laughs> clear that up for my husband. He's yeah, going right. to first date. Um, no, but like really to, to be there for the same purpose. Like, obviously this is a challenge. We're challenging ourselves. We're doing, you know, something for an organization and, you know, how do you, how do you work together with a group of people that you know nothing about? Um, and, talk about a lesson in leadership, right? Like you're figuring out, you, you can't go back to your, you know, your bedroom or your office, like you're now here, right? So you, you, you're figuring out how to work with these people, um, to be able to, to, to finish your challenge, which is to make it to the top. And are we making it as a team? Are we, you know, do we, what are, okay, we know what our goal is, but right. when we hit a snag, what do we do? And so those were all the kind of discussions that you have, like you would with a normal team, you know, like, okay, if we, if, if X happens, what are we going to do? Or if, you know, Y happens, what are we going to do? And, you know, it really was such a, you know, you never knew what to expect each day and to, to see like how everybody did work together. And if someone was struggling, someone else would help with part of their pack or, you know, um, and really sharing these experiences that you wouldn't have in any other realm. Um, so it was, it was really um, something that changed my world. It changed my family's world, you know, seeing, and, and I think that's really important too, because I, um, you know, I've had some people say to me, well, you know, wow, as a mom of six, you know, like you really think like moms are always so selfless. Like this seems like a piece and this wasn't a negative comment. She just said, you know, it seems a little selfish. And I was like, absolutely. But you know how important that is? Like we have to take time for ourselves and what a better lesson. I can't imagine a better lesson for my kids to learn that 
if you put your mind to something, you can absolutely do it. You know, am I a climber? No. Am I a hiker? No. Um, do I love challenges? Absolutely. Do it. Do it. So 16 new friends later. Yeah. And probably six, six very inspired children going, my mom's a badass. <laughs> I could just imagine my mom cannot climb your mom. That's just yeah. all I can say. You know? <laughs> what, what's the cool, you know, and if you ever play that game, you know, um, whatever, two truths, three truths and a lie, something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boy, they, boy, they pick Kilimanjaro as the lion in a heartbeat. I yes. guarantee it. Yes. So <laughs> the six kids confuses people too. If I say I have six kids, I climb Kilimanjaro, you know, I climb Kilimanjaro, I wrote a book, and, you know, whatever, I make something and I up. Hate and they're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> I know. So, um, but yeah, it is, it, you know, again, it, I think it is really good for my kids and it's the, the book thing too, when, you know, my husband said, well, you're not really a writer. And I was like, and, you know, like if this is something, you know, that this is something that I really want to do and same thing for my kids when they really want to do it. What, um, what, was that, what was that movie, um, where the guy comes in? It's an old English movie. It's court guy comes in and says, I challenge you to a duel and slaps him with a small little hand and pulls up a big old metal gauntlet and whacks him back and says, I accept that's you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> challenge away. Feel, feel yeah. free. I'm not, I'll come yeah. back at you twice as hard. That's, yeah. that's huge though, because as you said, for, well, for your ch children, obviously it's inspiring. Mom did this. I really don't have any excuse. <clears throat> you know, my, my friend did this. What excuse do I have? <coughs> I'm hoping we get through this. This is going to be fun. My apologies. No, don't apologize. Uh, allergies are, our allergies are, are miserable. They are. Just... <clears throat> All right. We'll try that again. Okay. So you, you've had, you've had a couple of months. What kind of response have you gotten on, on the book? I've had a really great response. You know, again, you know, I would expect looking, when I mean like, yeah, looking back stories, who's been yeah. calling? <laughs> so, um, one of the funny things that I, that I think it's funny where I sent it to, um, someone that, that I know, but didn't, didn't know really well. And before, before it was published and I just said, you know, I wanted to send an advanced copy to you to see what you thought. And of course she responded with thank you. And um, like three weeks later, she sends me an email and she's like, I have to tell you that typically um, I've had other people send me stuff and I cringe because I don't want to have to tell a friend that I didn't like their book or that I didn't get anything out of it. So when you sent me that message and then I got the book, I was like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, I was so overwhelmed. The book was fantastic. I, you know, so I'm not going to cringe anymore when someone sends me an email saying, would you please read it? Um, you know, I, and I thought that was really powerful that she was like, okay, I'm not going to look at it that way anymore because it was, it was so good. It really, you know, change the way I'm looking at the things that I do. And, you know, it's like moments like that. Probably my best moment was with my daughter who, um, my youngest daughter. And so she's 13 and we, um, our 16 and 13 year old are from Ethiopia and our 14 year old is from South Korea. And so of course I'm, when I first started writing the book, she, she says to me, um, can you just not include me in it? 
I was like, okay, that is such a teenager comment. And I said, well, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, at first I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And um, I was like, oh yes, let me write about my five favorite children and leave one out of the book. Um, yeah, that's going to go over really well. <laughs> and um, I said, no, I'm going to write about you and I'm going to be respectful and I'm going to be, um, but I think these stories are important to share. I think your adoption journey is important to share. Right. Again, Absolutely. if it, if it inspires, you know, one person to change the way they see a family, the way they see, you know, the adoption journey, whatever, mm. whatever it can do. I think it's really important to share Absolutely. these things. Absolutely. And so, um, She's like, fine, whatever. She's like, I'm not going to like it though. I'm like, okay, fine. That's good. <laughs> like, okay, attitude. Um, exactly. So she got more positive as we, you know, went through it. Um, but then again, I didn't let them read it. So we had a couple of copies that came in. They were sitting on the counter <clears throat> and I saw her walk up and put it under her sweatshirt and go up the stairs. Oh and, yeah, and I was like, Rob, I saw that. I was like, look what just happened. He's like, what? I'm like, she just took one of the books, and um, he's like, okay, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> she called. She Facetimed me 45 minutes later with tears streaming down her face, saying, I, I, "I told you I was gonna hate it, but I have to tell you, I absolutely love it. I didn't know these stories. I, you know, I, I can't stop crying about, you know, Ari's." you know, birth sibling. I can't stop crying about Noah just being a number. You have to read the book to understand what I'm talking about here. Um, but you know, like for me, I was like, okay, I don't need any other review than that from the girl who didn't want me to write about her for her to telling me that she can't believe how much she loves the book. So, um, there's nothing like, there's nothing like the approval of your children. Um, I've had the same thing happen, not with a book, but I've had the same thing happen with my son who's 19 because um, he's watched me go through struggles. I mean, he's been with me since 2013. And he's, he's watched me deal with some stuff. And for him to come up, give me a hug, or come up and say, that, you know, that was good, which is about as much as I'm going to get out of him. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it is the only validation we need as parents. Yeah. And, and if you've told the story that well, yeah, I'm getting the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's such an interesting thing because I'm, you know, in my, my life now, you know, I really, it's not about, it's, it's about being a good person in the world. It's about being kind. It's about respecting others. Um, but I don't really need anybody else's approval except for my children, right? Like that, like right. that, that's the thing, especially when I'm talking about their lives and their stories, mm -hmm. um, obviously from my perspective and from my mm -hmm. experience, but yep. still to have them, you know, be on board with it. And, you know, even my, it's, it's funny because like, they know these, like the, the older kids know these stories, right? The younger kids, not so much. They, sure. you know, sure. um, but when my, um, my daughter, who's now 18, um, she so she was the one who helped me, you know, I would be like, what do you think about this word? She's like, nah, let's try this word. You know, she was really, That's she cool. was great. She was great to bounce things That's off awesome. of. And she, 
So once I got the copies in hand, she was up at school. So she goes to school in, in, in New York city. And so I sent her a copy and she's like, I just read it in three hours and I can't stop crying. <laughs> and, like, and she's like, I know all these stories, but I'm still feeling them for the first time. And I was like, okay, good. This is, this is what I want. That's the mark of a good storyteller. That is truly when, when you have, when you're able to re-incite the initial feelings that came from those moments, that's a good storyteller. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a short, quick 30 second pause for the cause. And we will be back to talk with Simone Kinego about what inspires her. Obviously, you kind of heard some of it already, but we'll go, we'll go dig a little bit more. We'll be back in a second. And we're back here at Java Chat with Simone Kinego talking about the unordinary you. I love that title. I, I, I just, it's really cool. Um, Second section, we always talk about what inspires, what things get you motivated. Obviously, challenges of that nature, literally gauntlet challenges, yeah. are, are some of what gets you going. But like, what are some of the, who are some of the mentors that you've had or people that you've looked up to? Or what are some of the books that you've read that kind of got you going, hmm, that's cool. Maybe I need to try that. Yeah, I would say, you know, really obviously my, my children inspire me, um, but really talking about um, inspiration, I, I would say my parents and specifically I'll talk about my mom. So my mom, <clears throat> she, um, she grew up in rural Pennsylvania. She, uh, her, her mom had a sixth grade education. Her dad worked in the coal mines at, at a, and at a local brewery. And wow. Two jobs. Yeah. She, she knew she wanted to be educated. And I mean, you know, the way she grew up, I mean, they, they grew everything, they canned everything, they ate everything they canned, you know, like, so, you know, that was, that was how she grew 